0: Hello and welcome to the Irish Fire Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Halton. I'm an entrepreneur, investor, and financial independence enthusiast, sharing my financial freedom journey. Stay tuned and welcome aboard. Firstly, thanks again for the feedback I've been getting on the last two episodes. I think the general feedback is that my lessons have been somewhat helpful and people seem to be appreciating my honesty. So if uh, I can be helping you on your journey from my losses, then I think that that makes the whole process well worth it. My favorite comment of all was from Marco, who said these lessons, quote unquote, are adding up 2k on top of the six not been a great month for you. Thanks Marco. I love the obvious being pointed out, but um yeah, you you definitely did right. I could have almost got a college degree in the amount that uh, I've spent in terms of lost investments the last 2 months. So, it has look, it's been an interesting process and I like I said I do appreciate everybody uh, sharing their feedback on it. It certainly has changed the way that I look at investing and it's something I'm going to be talking about on today's show. Before I get there though, a quick update on the Investio side So the Estonian police have actually opened up a criminal case against Investio, and I've also joined a lawsuit against the directors of Investio. So this is going to be quite interesting to see. The actual cost to join that lawsuit was very minimal. It was less than 1% of my overall investment. So it's going to be quite interesting to follow that development. I am still not expecting to see a cent back, but if I can see a few people locked behind bars for a while, then there'd be some satisfaction in that. So today's episode ties into what's happened with my investing in the last month. I am actually starting to get to the realization that I might just be a terrible investor. And I know I've talked about this on the show before, the fact that maybe just putting money in your pension, keeping it there 15, 20, 25 years, making regular contributions is the way to go. And me trying to find shortcuts, which has resulted in me investing in unregulated investments and in companies that we don't fully know what's really going on behind the scenes. There's been a lot of scams and horrible investments that I've been caught up in, in what's been about a two-year period. So my hit rate is not good at all. So I started reflecting on that a bit. And I also started looking a little bit into how I want to live my life. And I've talked about this before, and I know I've covered this as well in the Mexican fisherman episode where I have a lifestyle now where I'm working two and a half hours a day, which is fine, but I still don't like going to work for those two and a half hours. I still hate that feeling of having to get out of work and having to go down and sell my time for money. And I kind of started to reflect on that a little bit. And I was at the financial independence meetup group in Limerick on Wednesday, which we run once a month. It's free to come down if you do happen to live in the Limerick region. And we started talking about What is the definition of financial independence? And I think one of the key things is, is that financial independence means something different to everybody. It's about finding your own definition. So for some people, it can just be finding a job they're happy in. For other people, it's having their own house and saving enough money to have a deposit for that house. Yes, strictly speaking, it's your investment income covers your lifestyle. But what sort of lifestyle? Right? What sort of expenses? a variety of different concepts where it it comes in, and the FIRE movement as a whole is more of a lifestyle movement than a financial movement. So I wrote down my definition of financial independence, and here it is. Financial independence means to not have to exchange your time for money to cover your expenses. To be financially independent means your investment income, both passive and active, covers your cost of living and is likely to going forward into the future. You will know you're financially independent when you don't have to get out of bed at a certain time, you're not working for someone else, and your time is spent managing and growing your investment portfolio. The fast track to financial independence is to combine entrepreneurship with investing to develop or purchase assets that either produce cash flow or produce a positive ROI. All right, so there's a lot in that. And I actually wrote that at two minutes to 12 a couple of days ago. So it was one of those sort of late night thoughts that I had going through my head. And so what's my plan? And I've talked about this in the past. I've talked about plan A and plan B and plan C. And I'm firmly implementing plan C, which is just putting monthly contributions into my pension pot. I've now upped those contributions to 1,500 euros per month. I would like to increase that a little bit more in the next few months if I can, if I can get it to 2,000 a month. I'm a safe bet to have a pension pot of around half a million euro by the time that I'm 50. And whether I take that at that stage then or not will largely depend on where I'm at and what the market is doing as well. So it just gives me so many options by having that. And as I've mentioned in the past, it's an extremely tax efficient way of investing. So what about plan A and plan B? Well, Plan A was originally to build scalable businesses and plan B Was me doing my own investments, such as in peer to peer lending, managed forex trading, and the like. And frankly speaking, Plan B hasn't gone quite as well as I had expected. And I mentioned in the last episode that I'm waiting for some funds to come through from a forestry investment that I've had. Again, a Plan B investment. And things are still looking a little bit dodgy there. It's 50 50 if they're going to come in or not by the looks of it. As I mentioned in the last episode, they are an Irish company but there seems to be an unexplained delay. And given my recent track record, and as the Irish say, bad news tends to come in threes, I'm a little bit nervous about this. And as I mentioned, I'm largely over-leveraged in this investment. So this could be another blow. It could be another one of those, quote, expensive lessons, unquote. Thanks, Marco. But we will wait and see. But what it has made me do is it made me start to look Into the forestry industry and really hunt this company down and see what was going on behind the scenes. And it's amazing what you can get access to on the internet. So you can go through and you can see their company books, where they've exchanged shares, director changes. You can see a whole lot of stuff publicly on any company in Ireland. This information is publicly available on the CRO website. And with that, I then started to look into their actual forestry model. Is what I had bought? something that was in line with what was happening in the Christmas tree industry. And I really got into the kind of the fundamentals of how the business works. And as I got more looking into that, I then started researching other forestry investments and seeing what was going on there, right? So again, all of this stuff, this bad thing that happened to me, led me down this road. And I suddenly actually started looking at forestry as an investment and started thinking, you know what? This isn't a half bad investment. For many of us, there seems to be a real love For real estate, particularly the buy and hold strategy of buying a house, renting it out, and having the renters pay for the mortgage while the house goes up in capital value. But the problem, at least in Ireland, the problem with the strategy is that we are taxed badly. There's no incentive when it comes to taxes, when it comes to buying and renting to a tenant. This is different in countries like America, where if you listen to Robert Kiyosaki, he mentions that he's effectively given huge tax allowances to do this. This doesn't happen in Ireland. Maybe it should. It doesn't. But the forestry industry, guess what? The Irish government needs investors to start growing trees. They're so far behind where they need to be on climate emissions that they are actively providing tax incentives for forestry to be grown in Ireland. Furthermore, forestry does grow well in Ireland. So we have a situation where most of the income is tax exempt. There's a huge percentage of land available. Ireland only has 11% of the country covered by forests versus the likes of the rest of Europe, where 40% is covered by forests. And we've got a government that's actively helping investors to invest in the industry. Not only do you get tax incentives, they also give annual tax-free grants for the first 15 years when you grow a forest. So when I sat down and actually looked at the industry, I realized, hey, this is something I need to be in. But this is not a passive investment. And there's very little opportunity to buy a forest short of 50, 100, 200,000 euros. So it was going to way over leverage me, which I've mentioned I don't want to necessarily do. And so with that, a business idea came to me. How about combining what has happened in the crowd lending space with microloans, business loans, car loans, and property, and do that for forestry? It doesn't really seem to have been done. And with that, Forestry Crowd was born, my latest venture, and I'm excited to announce it on the podcast. So if you want to go and check it out, do have a look at forestrycrowd.com. I will put some links in the show notes. I do not want this podcast to become the Forestry Crowd podcast. So I am not going to mention it much more than this, other than if you are interested and you might like to actually work with me on an investment, or if you might actually like to work with me on a forestry investment and maybe partner up, the idea is basically to get a pool of investors together, we actually put a little bit of money here and there, buying forests and see what actually can happen. And I've already talked to a few people about this who are interested, and I've networked with some great people already who have far more knowledge than I do on this. And I should just point out that any of the forests, we actually partner up with one of the forestry providers who actually manage the project for us. So it's not like it's going to be me out there digging holes and growing trees. It's actually managed by a professional company. Which leads me on to my final point. I actually recently listened to an episode that I recorded back in November, Financial Independence versus Robert Kiyosaki. And as I kind of mentioned on the episode, when you listen to what Robert talks about, it's very much anti-financial independence movement. He talks about his love of debt and his love of using other people's money. It was actually quite interesting when I listened back on the episode, because I could feel myself being conflicted by this. And I go back to my definition of financial independence that I mentioned earlier, and I realized that I am an entrepreneur. I just have been an entrepreneur in hiding. I've been maybe scared or, I don't know, maybe just not self-confident enough to really get out there and fulfill my potential. I think for so long I concentrated on service industries and trying to grow companies with no money, that this concept of actually combining my own investment income with a business excites me hugely, excites me so, so much. The biggest reason that I'm a bad investor is because I'm a little bit of a control freak. I'm one of these guys who, if there's a problem, I'll just keep calling. I'll call two, three times a day. I actually don't care. So when it comes to investing, for me to give my money and then sit back and watch, I find that difficult, right? I wish I could, but I find it difficult to do. I'm just far more hands-on. And so for me, venturing down this forestry route or, you know, even the act of forex trading, yeah, not doing so well at the moment, but still it's me in control. If something goes wrong, I've got nobody to blame but myself. But when I give money over to an unregulated investment or to a company or to a startup or something like that, I don't know, I just feel like I'm suddenly in the passenger seat. That's not me. So for me, what I'm starting to realize, and again, I've cut back from work, I have more time now. I'm starting to reflect on what it is that I want to do for the rest of my life. What is that RE side of fire? And how can I reduce that two and a half hour workday? to zero that I've talked about since the Mexican Fisherman episode. And for me, it is true entrepreneurship, active investing, and being in control of my own destiny. As I mentioned earlier, if you are interested in potentially partnering up with me and getting involved in some forestry projects, either as an active or a passive investor, then do reach out to me. Likewise, if you have any feedback on this episode, drop me an email at michael at firepodcast.ie. And I look forward to catching you on the next episode. If you're a big fan of the show, why not become an Irish Fire Podcast member for free? Members receive access to inside information that isn't shared on the podcast, as well as regular updates such as a monthly newsletter. To become a member, visit www.firepodcast.ie.